And so this is where the issue is. And this is where we have to put this definition in so I can give some granularity. If you do value only to start conversations, to be helpful, and hope that in time people just think fondly of, of you enough that they will end up selling themselves, yes, you will close deals, but how can you predict when the next one is? Welcome to The Business of You, the show that empowers you to put yourself out there and build your personal brand. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, helping you each week with expert tips, inspiring stories, and personalized coaching so you can master your reputation and build your future, showing up as the brand and business of you. I'm excited you're here. Now let's get going with today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business of You podcast. I am super excited today, especially for today, because this is an area I really want to dive deep in. I want you guys to learn more because we all need this. And today I'm excited to be bringing all the way from the UK in the middle of a storm, <laughs> Mr. Richard Moore, who is a LinkedIn social selling expert and specialist. So welcome to the show, Richard. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a bit blowy outside, but it's nice to be in here with you at least instead. I'm looking forward to chatting for a bit. Yeah, me too. I mean, like talk about dedication to his craft to want to help us all learn more about social <laughs> selling. He is talking to us, everybody from the middle of what we call in Florida, a hurricane, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for that. And don't worry, he's safe. I made sure of that. So we're, we're all good. And we're going to get going. We're going to keep on long because he's got a, a equivalent of a hurricane to live through. So <laughs> Richard, good to be here. Tell us in more detail, exactly what you do. You know, I follow you on LinkedIn. I love all your social selling content. Tell us exactly what you do and what we're going to be talking about today. Thanks, Michelle. So yeah, so I'll keep it focused on the one thing. The main thing that people know me for at the moment is the assistance with how to convert from content. Because I think we're all, those of us who make use of, of online platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, we're all getting better, aren't we, at producing the kind of content that draws a crowd and creates engagement. And we've all probably done courses or had training on how to improve that further and really kind of build a community. And these are no longer buzzwords. This is the stuff we've been doing for like two, three, five years. And what I found is that there's this frustration people have because they are constantly being helped with how to get bigger numbers, followers or reach or views or comments as if somehow that magically converts eventually into deals. Whereas my whole career and background has been sales led, uh, corporate and then as a consultant. So my focus is on the nuances and subtleties, those kind of delicate moments when someone dares look in your direction and this is, we're recording in 2022, so everyone's very aware of what's being sold to feels like, how to navigate that without annoying people and in, an, in a wholesome, organic way, get them to want to step forward. So understanding, you know, behavior, um, persuasion, and what makes someone go, do you know what, I, actually, I want to get in touch with Michelle, as opposed to you chasing all the time. So inbound conversion, that's content led at the start. So I'm really proud to be able to help people with that part because that frustration can go away and then people can exist in their kind of place of talent, you know, where they should be, which is helping people and having an impact uh, with the thing their genius is at. No, that's really, really good. And so we both kind of have complementary skills because I come before you when I do that. I help people get that clarity and the positioning for their brand and figure out all the stuff, the content mm -hmm. and messaging 
And then you take, you're like the next step. You're like, okay, how are we going to take this and translate it into opportunities, lucrative financial opportunities, among other things, impact too, that all comes. One of my favorite things, Richard, is I like to say, do you want likes or do you want leads? You know, it's good to have both, of course, but you know, too many people in LinkedIn, and I think you referenced that, we talk about vanity metrics. We're obsessed with the algorithm, the vanity metrics. And does at the end of the day, does that bring you inbound leads? And and that's why you're here today, because you're going to show us exactly how we should do that. Love yes, it. Yes, happy to get into detail without question. Yeah, because, you know, you said content. Yeah, we're learning how to do content. We're still always getting better. Mm. You know, there's always things. But, okay, where does one start? I need this, too. So I'm really taking notes, too, okay, and, cool. as well That's as hosting good. you. Tell me where to start. Tell us where to begin. So, and, and, look, you're right. You really you really do start with content and the brand and things like that. And it, and it's great to, to help people from the very beginning, too. Like, like what does good content look like? And it, and it starts with this sense of, and it's a round brand, but like, what's your value going to be? What, who are the people you're going to serve? Why specifically? And going into what I call a hyper niche, rather than just your niche, a hyper niche, like niche, like, so that people really have a sense of, ah, oh, that person is really talking to me right now, being able to craft content so it resonates with people and the frustrations they have is that actually the start point. But what we really need to be able to do is not just stop a crowd of people and make them read, but make them rethink. And when we start getting people thinking to themselves, do you know what? I hadn't looked at it that way. In what I call a reframe post, it makes people start seeing you as a higher thinker. And that's our first step really is to separate ourselves from everyone else. And and some ways we can do that is just simply because we articulate things well. But often it's a case of saying to ourselves, what are the kind of truths that the mainstream body of people consuming my content potentially hold to be true? And and. And where, where does that annoy me? Because it's not quite true. Like There's a myth that they need to be overcome or something like that. So that's a good start point. But we also have to have systems. It's madness when people go, I don't know, I'll post something and I'll keep it reasonably in lane. I had a great thought about something and I'll just post that. And let's see if, I don't know, I'll do a poll today. And like, it's all a bit slapdash. And there's other parts of all our businesses that are so robustly process-driven. So why not this too? And it come, that's a throwback to, you know, I eventually was a sales director in the city and, and I wanted to make sure that our inputs each day got us decent outputs and we weren't just mucking about and hoping things worked out. So it's the antithesis of four hours scrolling about on LinkedIn and nobly writing dozens of comments because that's nice, right? And sure, community works. But to start, it's what is it that we can challenge that will make an audience think, wow, this person really knows their craft to help position us as expert, but also what systems can we have in place such as, well, what would I post on a Monday and why? What would I post on a Tuesday and why? In fact, what types of posts would work best and why? What's the cadence of the posts and what's the point of them? So relevance isn't enough, in my opinion. There should be some kind of process. And this isn't deeply detailed, you know, scheduling forever and not overthinking, but it's just the sense of here are the types of posts I can do. And therefore, here are the types of posts I should deploy. And in that, I have a strategy to bring people forward and create leads out of themselves. Leads aren't people who show up. 
who I just then chase. It leads to people who step forward because they feel like there's something there that might change something in their world and they're self-selecting, if, if that makes sense. So there are a few things we've got to think about. And it's nice. There is definitely a fusion here between the marketing and the sales world, but it needs to be nice and effortless. Otherwise, people will feel this kind of very strange moment where then suddenly you get all aggressive in front of them uh, when they were just enjoying content passively prior to that, you know? Oh my goodness, that's the worst. Yeah, you have so many great nuggets. I'm going to break down some of these things here because this this was a really good synopsis here. So, what if you first said was kind of like flip the switch, reframe it? Kind of mm. reminded me of the old copywriting um, acronym pause. You know, problem agitation and then service. I, I kind of do a run on that one. I do problem agitation, solution, story, or service, and then yes. action because that right. action is huge. Um, <clears throat> for the sake of doing content, it's not good. I mean, you can just spin your wheel as equivalent is what I'm hearing you say. And you help people get off that wheel and lead to a systematic approach to get a yeah. lead. And someone who's raising their hands, take them along and help them down that mm. path. So good, good stuff. And it made me think, you know, we can't just do content for the sake of content. You know, content marketing is great, but it needs to be content sales, really. Is that a thing? Because yeah. maybe we can coin it. <laughs> but, you're, but you're right. This real social selling feels like good content yes. to the audience but it has a, it has intention about it and what that does is it 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 lessens the risk as well and this is important it lessens the risk of us banging out content all the time because we feel that there's something good about that because that's the kind of vibe we hear off everyone it's great to do content all the time but in getting nowhere because we've not got any sense of purpose or direction about it that's where burnout comes from and it's a real problem and it's uh, it's resentment for a business. It's it's often I've seen depression and things like that. And it's a really important issue to tackle it and say, I know that if I deploy this kind of content with this particular set of words and these kind of calls to action, for instance, that I can actually know that I can go into a week and exit it with leads genuinely that that is something that can happen. And it comes down to, of course, uh, uh, writing content in the right way. but. We need that. Otherwise, it feels like we're just pumping something out with no returns. And that is really where we start to lose hope a bit. And you shouldn't have to go for too long uh, before you start getting some returns here. Otherwise, it's tremendously stressful. It loses its charm somewhat being creative if you're not getting anything back. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're getting that reward, you're going to keep doing it because you're going to keep getting better and getting you know more opportunities that mm. way. Oh, this is so good because, you know, I see so many people come on LinkedIn. Well, they give up too soon, but then you're taking it to a whole new level. You're saying yeah. the content is not driving a sale, a social sale, where you're not even feel like you're being sold. So it's a it's the fine line of being in your face, salesy promotional posts that we all, you know, right go right past to the ones that ever make an ask. So it's the fine middle ground. So I uh, absolutely love that. Let's dig into that and give me some examples of like what's good and what's bad or you tell me how to start, but let's get a little bit nitty or gritty unpacked, yeah. that, if you will. Yeah, I'd love to get granular. So <clears throat> for those taking notes, let's let's define our, our boundaries here that there's there's two extremes to this spectrum. And the problem, the very problem is that people believe that's the only types of content. On one extreme, you have sales, the ad style posts. Hey, everyone. 
we have just launched this thing. I'm, I'm a company you've never heard of, but I want to sell now. So please roll up. And of course, there's no engagement because it doesn't feel well. We, we've been conditioned through many years as humans to know that that style of post tends to be serving the person who wrote it as opposed to us. So disregard. On the other extreme, we have what most content producers do, which is they produce value led posts. And the reason why is because there is a misunderstanding. I know this will be unpopular, but I'm right. <laughs> There's a misunderstanding about what leading with value actually means. And it's a fear of doing anything other than only value, inverted commas, on post, because the only other thing possible is to sell and we can't have that. And so this is where the issue is. And this is where we have to put this definition in so I can give some granularity. If you do value only to start conversations, to be helpful and hope that in time people just think fondly of, of you enough that they will end up selling themselves. Yes, you will close deals. But how can you predict when the next one is? And those people will get one, maybe six weeks later, then they get another one, possibly. And they, they can't decide that they're going to generate leads. They have to hope. And hope is a terrible, terrible business strategy. So instead, the middle ground is a value-led post. But I'm saying value-led as opposed to value in, in is kind of holistically. So value-led to draw us in, have a great hook, tease us so we click on see more. And I'll, I'll just to fully answer your question, I'll talk about some different formats in a sec. Bring us in. Show us that you that you you know who we are and what we're going through. So you're relatable. You've been through the same kind of things. So we think, yeah, that's how I'm thinking too. And show us that things are hard, sure. But here's another model or here's another way. And here's a nugget or something of value. And that value or stimulation may be emotionally led. It might be a bit of humor, for instance, but still reasonably relevant to the ecosystem within which your business works. And then at the end, right? Stimulate us to, in, to engage. And maybe that's just a call to action to write a comment or something like that. But what you can do as well is at the bottom of that post or perhaps in a comment is give a call to action that is gentle and low pressure. And at the end, purely for those who really dig what you had to say, and they found it interesting. They're the people who lent in they're the ones who spent the full 44 seconds reading your post and thought, wow, that really made me think. So your call to action should never be salesy. It shouldn't be, hey, if you want to learn more, comment, yes, please, and we'll hop on a call because you're taking that person from cool, passive audience member to phone call. And despite how confident grown-ups might be or appear to be, there's a social anxiety issue here. And the little bit of um, subconscious in their brain starts thinking before you even realize it, um, something along the lines of, well, I don't want to go on a call because what are they going to sell at me? Is that going to be awkward? I don't even, uh, do you know what? It's easy to not bother, therefore move on. You remember, you're always competing, always with the option of just ignore it and move on. That's important to recruit, to understand. There's no entitlement here at all. And so your, your call to action should be lower pressure along the lines of giving them something more, like a little morsel. And that's where you maybe have a lead magnet or something like that. But again, people overdo it. They want, they want to give a lead magnet like, that's like a 76-page ebook. No one wants that. 
maybe a singular PDF that you will share without them having to put their email address in because no one wants to that, that either. That feels like selling. And uh, it's got five tips that take that post further. And when that person engages with those that, that thing and decides to take it on, well, now you've got someone you can go back to and ask how, you know, what part was interesting. And the rest, of course, is the conversion cycle. I can go through another point, but, but that's what's crucial. It's the subtlety. And it's like, hey, those of you who love this, here's a bit more. If you want, I'll share. No strings, just have it. And, and you earn the right to then take them further to the pitch because the process should be content, then DMs, then the call and the close, not content to close. You need to take them through, like romance them through the process. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So many good, just stair step and, you know, give them a little bit, the crumbs Mm -hmm. to, to keep you on the journey, not hop over three steps. That's so true. And we won't go in the connection request selling and the connection message because it's a whole nother thing. That's like yesterday I had five mini connection requests that were selling me in the actual message. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So that's a whole nother thing, but content is where I see people well, you're telling us either go on one side or the other. We're looking for the, the middle ground. Mm. Good stuff. So let's let's break down the conversion cycle. And before you do that, if you're going to do like a lead magnet, like a helpful little thing on the guide in the comments, would you tell them that I've seen people say like DM me if you want that. And to me, I've, I'm going either way like, eh, I don't know what's going to happen in the DMs. What's your take on that little granular thing? And then we'll go in the conversion. Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because it depends on what you're selling, you see. So in my accelerator, we've got over 90 coaches and consultants now in there and such a broad range of services. So some, for instance, like I've got one who sells pottery, Michelle, like, like cups. <laughs> and then another one who's an anxiety coach. You can't get people to write in the comments, yeah, I've got anxiety uh, or I'm worried I'm on the edge of burnout. It doesn't work. So you have to think about what's going to work for your audience. But yeah, if you write something like um, comment or DM, you're giving the option to take it private if that feels more comfortable for them. It's a wise kind of option to give. But also think carefully about the wording you're using. So instead of if you want more information, Tell them specifically what you're going to give them. And really good persuasion technique can come in here. So novelty and tension are two things that drive curiosity, right? So novelty, I've just finished writing up three tips on how to take this thing that was in the post further. Okay. So that's the novelty. The tension is you don't know what's in it yet. So if you want, if you want to see them, comment slash DM this. So I'm not saying send me a message. This sounds crazy, but hear me out. I'm not saying send me a message. I'm saying comment or DM this word or comment and DM. Yes, please. And you might think, oh, come on, they can write what they want. But no, I don't want any friction here. I want this person to be even told what to write if they're going to want to take it further. So I'm even prompting, if you want it, just write this word. So you don't need to think. Okay. And then the crucial wording at the end is, and I'll share it or, and I'll send it to you. I want to show them how they're going to keep control, not, and we'll hop on a call because there's this gulf of unknown being thrown at them. Then I'll share it with you or, and I'll send it to you means you'll have control. And I'm speaking to the worried anxiety led, led, um, uh, kind of gatekeeper part of the brain, not the cerebral thinking part. It's the subconscious. This is 
This is just simply almost 20 years of doing thousands of deals that's taught me you have to be gentle. This is a fragile moment. And so what's happened here is what we've essentially said to this, again, passive, cooler audience member is there's more here and you're not going to have to go near any of those things that worry you, like a phone call or opting in or giving your email or giving like signing up and stuff, because we all know we're conditioned that that results in, you know, us winning and you probably not historically. So it's all it's all very carefully crafted to make that person feel, do you know what? This one feels safe because the unknown, the human beings are hardwired to fear it or be concerned about it. And so we need, need to navigate that. And mm. my, my, to kind of bring this all together, my, my advice or, or kind of plead, in fact, to the, to the audience here is to ask yourself, are you genuinely using real empathy and a real awareness now? Or are you just trying to, is your, I, best way to put it is, is your language reflecting your agenda more than theirs? And if you get that bit right, they bite. And I remember teaching a guy this once and he got, so he got, we worked in it together. So I was kind of with him, but we got something like 60 people saying, yes, please. To him talking about a video service. I'm like, he's just like, I didn't, the, the best part was he said, I didn't realize that so many potential buyers were sitting under my nose right there. And I bet most people here who provide content on LinkedIn have enough business under their noses. They don't need more followers. You don't need more views. You don't need more engagement. You just need to get the people who are watching to want to step forward. And then the process from there, I mean, that's the hard bit. And then the process from there is much more straightforward. So I know I simplified it, but hopefully that you can see some sense of it. It is an elegant art, sure. But once you get it, it's it's simple enough. Ooh, that's so good. It's an art and a science. And the, so mm. many words you dropped, it's like a fragile moment. Yeah, it's the make or break moment, a fragile moment. They've got to trust you. And so you're not jumping to, you know, where I'm putting my blinders up. Because we're all, like you said, the word sales is kind of a scary word. Absolutely. People, you know, and we don't want to be sold to, but we like to buy, you know, that don't exactly right. Too. Exactly right. So really good granular things. And you've really opened my eyes and our listeners' eyes because, wow, to know that there are, what did you say, people, um, how did you say that sales underneath you or something? That's that's eye-opening for sure. Yeah, yeah. Too many people are telling me this. And and what I, do you know what I love? It's the person who has just under 1,000 followers, not 42,000. They have, you know, 800. And they get... 14 likes and 300 views of a piece of content, but they close the deal. And look, this works. This process is for low volume, high ticket selling. If you're selling, you know, between two and 20K packages a month or something like that, then, then though that size this works so well with. If you're trying to shift exceedingly high volume, you know, $2 products, you need to have something of an automated funnel and ads. But something like, you know, Typically, a lot of us do perhaps it's coaching or consulting or running high ticket propositions. This is the way. And you just got to remember that you can invite them in gently. But it's crazy because people don't see the parallel. You know, they, they, they're they like, yeah, but when I bought my iPhone, I didn't do that. 
Yes, you did. The first time you ever heard about Apple or an iPhone was just, it wasn't making you suddenly go out and buy it. It was a number of touch points. If you'd never heard of iPhone, you wouldn't just go buy it. Whenever we come across something brand new, we want to sniff around it a bit first. And so it's just brilliant because there are people out there who have been in orbit around your content that you don't know about for months, if not years. And the proof of that is, sure, you have your engagement metrics, but look at the number of views, right? Well, where are the rest of them? You know, like there's 400 views, but two, you know, 25 comments. There's a lot of people who are still watching and most people don't comment. Most people don't, don't like. So you, it's about teasing them out and getting to step forward and making them feel, because this is a feeling, that it's okay, that they're not going to be, you know, have their face bitten off by some sales guy. Oh, that's so good. You know, in orbit and let's get them to land. You're right. I tell all my clients and I have landed DM, you know, prospects and clients because they engage with my content and they told me and I never knew that. So I always tell people, you cannot stop. You cannot quit just because, because I have heard this countless times for me and for clients, they are the ones and they're scared because let's face it, people are scared to put themselves out there, but they Mm -hmm. love consuming your content. So Trust is huge. Oh, this is so eye-opening, Richard. This is really <laughs> making me rethink. And I know our uh, listeners are feeling the same way. I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive geek for this stuff. So this is like, <laughs> this oh, it's is so I mean. good. So you, really, and you you explain it so well too. Thank you so you know? much. I've I've had practice at least, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so crucial to take cues from the offline world from people you're first interacting with. It's so crucial too, to ask yourself, how would I genuinely feel if I received this? If you're sending out cold DMs, for instance, I'm not going to say for a second, it doesn't work, but the question you've got to ask yourself is, would I respond to this? The answer is no. Then it means you're suggesting that the people you're sending it to are, are a little less uh, uh, capably minded than you. And that's, that's not cool. So think hard. What would, what would the average person like you? Because that tends to be the kind of person who may buy your service. Um, what are they going to respond positively to? And if it's not right, and your gut will typically tell you, right, then then you need to change that. And that's what where these kind of this wording comes out. Mm, it's so good because you know you kept we're talking about you know feeling and empathy mm-hmm. and all that, and that's what a brand does. So you know we got to take it to the next level with our sales, our social selling. This has been so riveting. So you've given us so much granular stuff. I know you, I don't know if we touched on the conversion cycle, but I also maybe we can weave that into like the three, you know, overall arching takeaways that someone might need who wants to start exploring this middle ground. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I mean, try and come up with three for you. So, so first and foremost, engage with the individual. And if someone, when I, if I think back, so I've been doing this like in earnest on LinkedIn for four years now, since the start of 2018. So like, most days are post and engaging and converting and without question the thing that makes the difference and this is like i would take this over producing content it's engaging with the individual community is king not content so make sure especially again with the higher ticket op- uh, propositions that you're spending time with them one-on-one they're not going to buy otherwise you can't expect to automate it because you're being lazy and hopefully the funnel will take care of it spend time with them so if someone dares look in your direction you get in touch that's one crucial bit of advice here Secondly, as we've covered in in depth here, really make sure you're considering what a soft, gentle, low pressure 
uh, call to action would feel like. Give them something that's a little taster. You've started with the the content is the first point of of kind of uh, a, a sense of what it'd be like to work with you because they have a sense of your tone or your philosophy. Then that may be a, a lead magnet, for instance, is another step in your direction. And then when they consume that, you've got that opportunity to see if you can take it further. And they've had a real good sense of you. So they're two really important tips. But but finally, what I would what I would say is you have to keep thinking to yourself, what is it? that's going to make these people think, no wonder, no wonder I've not been getting the results I thought I would get. It's because I've not been doing it that way. And that comes down to spending time articulating a new model or way of looking at things. So my example would typically be along the lines of, you know how you're taught how to engage and you know how you're taught how to get loads of followers. But you don't need that. What you need to know now is how to pivot people out and, and have the right words and so on, as opposed to just get more followers, stop chasing those numbers and start speaking to the people who are sitting right there in front of you. So whatever it is, you need to be that kind of pied piper or like lead the sermon. You need to be that, be in my, the way I describe it, you need to be their expert. So like, ah, oh, Michelle is just the way she puts it is different and, and I hadn't looked at it that way and we all know the things we're like I don't believe that I don't agree with that that industry belief I think it should be this way you've got to share those beliefs because that's the kind of thing that will make people think wow this is this is something slightly different here and, and that's for some what they needed to, to start as I said earlier getting into orbit around you and then the process goes from there so much more but you're pinning me down to just three tips Oh, I know. I could talk to you all day about this. This is so good. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this is what I tell my clients. Like, you got to have a point of view or perspective. That's, we do a whole section on that to pull it out, you know, and, you know, because you can just yes people, but until you make them flip that internal switch, mm. they're probably not going to change their thoughts. And that's what I'm hearing, right? That you're saying yeah. we got to get them to think of something in a new way and associate you with that. You yeah. can bring that transformation. Look, a, a simple way to put it is you need to convince them that what they've been doing represents the old model, whatever that is. And like, and the old model should be the mainstream typical way of doing things. So for instance, the old model or the which is always the prevailing way of doing things is do really lovely content that has lots of value, engage with all the comments connect with people, be a lovely person and show up for the community. That's the model. But it doesn't work well enough for people because and I've had literally hundreds of calls of people to join my accelerator. The problem is they're like, yeah, and then no one buys. They're all just writing nice comments and they're all in the friend zone. So that, that doesn't work. And that, that's the crucial part. Is, and it's you saying there's this model that you all know about, right? Here it is so that people are nodding as they read your post going, yeah, that's, that's what everyone's telling us to do. That's right, isn't it? No, there's a new model. There's this thing. There's this method. It's called a unique mechanism. That's what you should use. For me, I call, talk about the doctor method. The doctor method is my kind of inside process or method that works and draws people in and go, well, maybe the doctor method is the thing I should try. It's no different to any other industry. You know, you know how your diet's not working. It's because you've not tried keto, for instance, because you're not doing ketosis. That's the reason why. And of course, it's the same for any other thing, a pill or a software or whatever it might be. There's all of this. 
And then there's this thing you've not tried. And so as long as you follow it through and are good and helpful, then, then that's not manipulative. Then that, that's, that's how you get that person to go, there's something different here. And you move beyond relevance to someone who's got real leverage there, who's got someone, something different. And that's what people are after. They want, they want the fix, but they want it to feel like it's not going to be the same old thing yet again. And that's how we, we need to craft our kind of our message. Mm, that's so good. So people can like you and um, relate to you, but you want them to know that there's a transformation you can bring them. So you've got to flip. You got it. So the old versus new is probably the best way to say anything can be old versus new. So Absolutely. just take that and then just keep how, not helming, but just keep making your content around that theme in yeah. different ways. They need so many exactly. touch points, you know, get them out exactly. of orbit to land them in your inbox or whatever. So, exactly. wow, exactly. that's so good, Richard. So that's, Phenomenal. Um, I am just going to unpack all this after this episode. I cannot <laughs> wait to listen to this again. I'm going to be, the show notes on this are going to be so helpful. So before we close out today, um, any last takeaways that we didn't talk about for this that you want to really drive home for our listeners? I just want to add one thing about the next step of the process, because I think what may happen is that people start going, actually, I do have someone look at my profile, vote in my poll like my post or write a comment for instance and what happens is they will now start engaging that person hey i saw you i saw you looked at my post thanks so much whatever and then they try and sell or something or or they ask them too many questions and and so what's crucial about your second step the dms which is where you i really hate this saying but it really works really well is you break them from the herd (laughs) sorry but basically you have the mass of people in the content you break off that one person who's shown a level of interest What's crucial about that step is you get out of the DMs as fast as possible. Too many questions or too much consultation or, in fact, too much detail. Hey, here's a link. Here's a webinar. Here's this. Here's that. It becomes interrogative and you end up with that person popping out of the trance after a while and and going, what's with all the questions? And then you lose that momentum. So you know, thanks so much for engaging in the co- in the content today. I really appreciate it. How are you? I'm great. Cheers. Yeah, it was a good post. Okay. Out of interest, what was most interesting about it? That's your question. Well, thanks for looking at the profile today. You got it. No problem, Richard. Out of interest, what caught your eye? Oh, it was this thing. And now I've got this one thing they're talking about. Why? Why? What caught? Why did that catch your eye? Or why was that of value? And some people will say, you know. Well, it's because I'm working on this and I can't crack it right now. Okay, now we can pivot out. Like that's the point where you might do one more question, but genuinely like kind of the cadence of DMs is so crucial Two maximum three questions and go get like, let's go on the call. Let's, let's grab a call because it makes more sense to explore it one-on-one, right? So we can speak in person. People like that. They prefer that rather than a DM and you can then use your superpower which is your personality, which is why people like calls more than DMs. I know the DMs are safer, but the call is where the magic really happens because they to about, I think the science says about two thirds of the reason why they buy is kind of because they're falling in love with the connection with you. It's not the product. That's just the device. So don't don't spend too much time in the DMs. Get onto that call with them. Don't be too quick, but get them in there because that's when you can really make the connection. That's where your deals genuinely happen. And um, yeah, there's your process. It doesn't have to be more complex than that. Oh, that's so good. I'm glad you added that on. That's super good to hear. And I, I, 
I hear you on those questions. So many people ask obvious questions, you know, that they didn't do their homework, you know, mm-hmm. stuff I could read my profile. And I, I, I can't stand all those questions. I, I, yes, I tap exactly. out. So that's, that's really huge. Um, and then if you're like me, I love talking to people. Like I love getting on calls and that really mm-hmm. helps sell it. So exactly. let your personality shine. Great tips. I mean, not even tips, strategies, systems, processes you've unpacked here. This has been phenomenal. So before we, um, you tell us where we can find you and all the good stuff you got going, I always ask my guests some of my favorite questions. What is one personal mantra or saying or something that you would like to say with, with us here today that can help us, you know, in our personal brand building journey or with our amazing social selling? What would you what would you suggest? I have it's not fair, you keep restricting me. I have two, but I can use one. You can do two. Choose. No, okay, fine. I'm gonna Bonus. use both because it's too hard to choose, Michelle. Um, and these are these are ones that guide me in general, as opposed, if that's okay, as opposed to just in social selling. The first one, I'm I'm 41, right? So the first one, I've been through plenty in my life already. And the first one I've had for at least 20 years, which is I can handle this. And it's a thing I have internally. I say it a lot to myself. I've been through enough. And I bet most people, if they think about their lives, they've been through plenty and they've ha- they're hit. They're still here. You're okay. So you can handle this. I love that whenever things are getting tough. But probably my favorite is I think Maya Angelou, I'm not, I can't remember actually, is um, if you don't like it, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude. What that really means, in my opinion, is you have no reason to ever complain because you can either change the thing you're complaining about or it's something you, if you, if you can't change it, it's like I can't complain that the sky is blue. So you have to assign that part of your brain to something else. And it makes us more grateful, but also puts into perspective the things we can put energy to try and change and work on and and what things we just really need to let go. It also reminds us to not be comparative with people who are doing really well, for instance, online. It's poisonous and it's best to focus on you. Do the things you can do to improve yourself at your best pace and and omit focus on the others. So that's my favorite. I know it's a long-winded answer, but I needed to no, explain it to you. Those are good. It was it should have been personal and professional. So yeah. And that let's help, let's face it, that helps us professionally too. So mm. those are super good. Um, I absolutely love that. It's kind of like I'll sell, tell myself too that the I can handle this. I'll say this too shall pass. Like this is just a temporary thing, you know. Yeah, so those exactly. two things really just help us get out of that moment and refocus, reshift exactly. it. So super helpful there. Thank you for that. So I know that when this episode hits, people, listeners are going to just want to flock to where we can find you and follow you. Let us know, Richard. Well, there's this website, Michelle, um, uh, called LinkedIn. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can find me there. And um, so if you, it's linkedin.com slash in, isn't it? And then slash Richard James Moore, all one word, or there's the richardmore.com. They can find me there. Um, there's all the other platforms as well. And they're just, it's just the Richard Moore on Instagram, uh, the dot Richard Moore, sorry. But yeah, in uh, LinkedIn, I'm, I'm more than happy to help anyone. If they have any questions, uh, that's the least I can do, uh, in support of your show. So thank you so much. Thank you. No, we'll have all that in the show notes because I know it's it's just so much easier. We tuck it all down That's there. Um, and I know your website has your social links too, so they That's can true. access there. So I highly recommend you follow Richard for his really 
helpful content. I learned something every, he makes me think he flips the switch in my head. So that's why I was like, we got to get Richard on the show. You're so, too kind. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's the truth. So well, Richard, um, I can't thank you enough for being here and just taking the time to share and unpack all this stuff that none of us really think about, you know, when it comes to content and social selling and just being a human, you know, to make it all happen. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to go check out what your latest post is today. It's always a good nugget. Thank you very much. Cheers. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. My, my pleasure. Is, um, so guys, another episode and one that has just been so tremendous. So, Go follow what Richard does. Listen to him. Find what is that old versus new with what you do. Because he's exactly shown us how to flip that switch and then gave us the exact steps how we can do ethical and relatable social selling. So I'm super excited to have him here. Until next time, I want you guys to keep putting yourself out there, right? You have a brand to build, a business to build, and people to impact. So until next time, guys. We'll see you next week on The Business of You. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in. You know, we need more impactful professionals, entrepreneurs, and leaders just like you getting out there, sharing your expertise. So if you'd like to know more about how I can help you or your team grow your professional personal brand, please check out yourbrandyourbusiness.com. And until next time, you have a brand to build, a message to share, and people to impact. Now go put yourself out there and watch the business of you grow.